Welcome to Tech News of the Week with your host, Soul Crushing Ennui. Welcome to Tortoise Narwhal of the Westerns. Nailed it. You know you could do this in advance. I could, but that wouldn't be fun for you, for me, or for our listeners. So welcome to our weekly tech news podcast where we take a look at four interesting articles that we found in our feed, and we try to give it to you in about 10 minutes or less, unlike a pizza, which takes way too long. Uh, I know. <gasps> Unless it's uh, DiGiorno? No, that still takes over 10 minutes. Mm, garbage. So let's talk about something else. Let's. Let's. Microsoft brings a Nitro boost to Azure. For those familiar with AWS Nitro, uh, this will sound extremely familiar. Uh, during Microsoft Ignite 2023, the cloud giant announced the general availability of the Azure Boost system. Boost is a combination of hardware and software that physically separates the hypervisor and its operating system from the virtual machines hosted on the server. The custom Microsoft Silicon handles networking, storage, and host management duties, leaving more room for virtual machines and accelerating the maximum network throughput and storage through two hardware enhancements. The first is the Microsoft Azure Network Adapter, or MANA, and it's their next generation NIC that supports over 200 gigabits per second of bandwidth to the virtual machine. 200 gigabits per second. Because you need that. The boost card also includes an FPGA for storage that boasts up to 12.5 gigabytes of throughput per second and 650,000 IOPS. If you pair it with some local NVMe drives in the host for caching, they are able to deliver 3.8 million IOPS and 17.2 gigabytes per second of throughput. We are reaching powers of 10 situations here. These numbers have ceased to have all meaning. <laughs> I would argue that any number that goes over like eight kind of gets fuzzy, but yeah, <laughs> point taken. Now, since Microsoft owns the entire Boost stack, the hardware, the software, the operating system, they can also deliver additional security through an independent hardware route of trust and they can update the hypervisor software and the operating system independent of the virtual machines that are running on the system. Like I said, if you followed what AWS did with Nitro, none of this is news, but hey, imitation is the sincerest form, form of flattery and AWS should be very flattered. You can start using the features of Boost today on select VM size families. NVIDIA's insanely expensive AI chips are about to get expensiver. Boo. <laughs> NVIDIA has kind of a hammerlock on the AI supercomputer hardware space with their hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of dollar units using the H100 GPU. Mm. You can look these prices up online. Holy crap. Yep. The setup, though, is totally old news with ah. the announcement of the H. 200. This new GPU, combined with HBM3E memory, which means something I'm sure, adds up to at least a two times inferent speed on the Llama 2 LLM. The performance numbers that are associated with these boxes are staggering. I mean, 
I guess if you think things like 141 gigabytes of memory, 4.8 terabytes of near memory bandwidth mean anything to you. So that's cool. NVIDIA also released the GH200 super chip, which is intended for AI and high performance computing. The GH, uh, which is short for Grace Hopper mm -hmm. for some reason, is intended to be used in research based on supercomputers such as HPE Craze. Yes, those are still a thing, sure at are. least in name. And they will scale up to, quote, tens of thousands of super chip nodes. 2024 will see the beginning of installation on the Jupiter supercomputer in Germany, which will use nearly 24,000 of these chips. And they're all connected by InfiniBand. Of course. Which is still a thing. Sure is. Neat. The goal of GH200s in Jupiter is, quote, scientific breakthroughs around climate in particular, which is different than the regular H200s, which will be used for cynical money grabs by AI-based side hustle grifters. So, like, potato, potato. Yeah. Yeah, I read about the H200. I was like, I'm glad we just did a whole show about the H100. It still, all of it still holds up though, in terms of the, the infrastructure backing AI. So worth, worth a listen if you haven't already caught it. Rackspace's $11 million mistake. You remember how Rackspace had a little whoopsie doodle with their hosted Microsoft Exchange service last year? Allow me to refresh your memory. What started as a, an outage of the service that was expected to be resolved in a few hours turned into weeks of almost zero communication from Rackspace regarding what was happening. And it turned out to be a widespread ransomware infection that impacted a large swath of their user base. The culprit was a uh, mediation that had been put in place for the proxy not shell exploit and an improperly secured employee laptop. Rackspace was able to assist most customers in migrating to Office 365 and establishing dial tone email service. But the historical data remained locked up for weeks after, with the last update from Rackspace stating that only half of the data had been recovered. And that was back in January of this year. Despite the hosted exchange service only representing 1% of Rackspace's revenue, the ensuing cost of recovering from the issue and the continuing legal battles have taken their toil to the tune of $10.9 million so far. The principal attorney in one such legal case said, quote, despite hundreds of data breaches every year in this country, I am receiving reports of vulnerabilities in, micro in Microsoft Rackspace's hosting environment that go back over a year, end quote. It appears that Rackspace had stopped prioritizing the hosted exchange service and was in the process of migrating everyone to Office 365 when, when disaster struck. Which should be a reminder to all you CSPs out there that just because you've decided to sunset a product doesn't mean you can stop securing it. I was going to complain about TikTok, but now I have to complain about nothing. Hmm. No, not literally nothing. It wouldn't be a day of the week if I wasn't complaining about something. True. Or so I've been told. No, I am instead here to complain about the company called nothing. 
Hence why the above sentence was so confusing, just like every other sentence written about this infuriatingly named Burr in the side of all logic and reason. No, the real headline I want to complain about is, quote, nothing is bringing iMessage to its Android phone, unquote, which just, ugh. <laughs> nothing, for those not in the know, is a third-party phone manufacturer run by people who are infuriating. And they make a phone, and it's called the phone. Well, at the moment, it's actually phone two, which I hate everything I just had to say out loud. Anyway, <clears throat> focus. Their messaging app, which is called chat, because of course it is, <laughs> will now allegedly support iMessage. Interesting. Hmm. This, however, is not a new idea. Even though Apple wants to keep iMessage inside of their garden forever, there are a number of other companies out there that try to unify the chat world, such as Blue Bubbles, AirMessage, Beeper, and Sunbird. Hmm. That last one is actually the software that powers this new nothing feature. Okay, actually, that time I enjoyed the entendre. <laughs> Fair enough. All, all of these are backended by an open source project called Matrix, which if you really want iMessage on your Android, I highly encourage you to do Matrix. Do it that way. In any world, in order to make this work, you need Mac hardware running somewhere which means things like this nothing chat would require you to give your Apple ID credentials to a third party, mm. which is an objectively terrible idea. <laughs> Indeed. You can't just say iMessage only, kids. That's not how it works. In any event, as you can imagine, Apple is not on board with any kind of iMessage porting whatsoever. So any, quote, solution to this problem is probably going to come with a hefty amount of air quotes. Time will tell if it also comes with a cease and desist on nothing's doorstep. And then, hot off the presses, yesterday, right as I was thinking I was done with this nonsense, <laughs> it ah. seems that Apple is going to dip their toe into the open standard RCS protocol with inter-device compatibility and availability, quote, next year. Needless to say, I was surprised. <laughs> Even if this is just a way to throw off regulators. You will remember last year when Tim Apple famously told people to, quote, buy your mom an iPhone when questions about messaging compatibility came up. Oh, how the turntables. Mm. Still not going to buy an iPhone, though. What about for your mom? Don't talk about my mom. All right, that's it. We're done. Go away. Bye.